This is Derek Delaney, Artistic Director of Capital Region Classical, and welcome to Inside the Music, where we'll be exploring in-depth some of your favorite chamber music and solo recital repertoire with live, unedited performances from our archives, featuring some of the world's leading classical musicians. Tonight we present Frédéric Chopin, the Romantic Iconoclast, and we'll be exploring his singular compositional voice in the early 19th century. Chopin's music is unmistakable. There's been no one like him before or since. And we'll be listening to a few of your favorite pieces by this Polish composer, performed by some of today's foremost pianists in the world. Chopin was born just outside of Warsaw in 1810 to a musical family. His prodigious talent at the keyboard was recognized early on, and Chopin would perform his first public concert at the ripe old age of eight, playing his own compositions of marches and polonaises. Word traveled quickly in Poland about his genius, and Chopin would perform at the homes of aristocrats and concert halls throughout his childhood. In 1830, Chopin set his sights beyond Poland and traveled to Vienna to concertize. But shortly after he left, Poland erupted into revolution against its Russian regime, a rebellion that would be crushed the next year. Stranded outside his beloved country and deeply saddened by these developments, Chopin traveled to Paris to make his fame. He would never again set foot in Poland. Let's listen to two works of Chopin, written shortly after his arrival in Paris. They're technical piano studies that were previously considered suitable only for the practice room, but Chopin brought them to the concert hall. Here's a performance of two of Chopin's Etudes, Opus 10, numbers 10 and 11, with pianist Arnaldo Cohen from January 31, 1999, with Capital Region Classical at Union College.
That was Etude Number no. 10 in A flat major and Number、no. 11 in E flat major from Chopin's Opus 10 Etudes, performed by pianist Arnaldo Cohen with Capital Region Classical. Within six months of his arrival in Paris, Chopin organized a concert to showcase his talents at the famed Salle Pleyel, and the performance caused a sensation. One account of the concert recalls quote, He killed all the local pianists dead. The whole of Paris went crazy. None other than Franz Liszt was in attendance and immediately befriended this fellow virtuoso, beginning what would be a complicated and competitive relationship throughout their lives. In fact, it was Liszt to whom the Opus 10 Etudes would be dedicated, and Liszt who would eventually be Chopin's first biographer after the composer's death. Liszt wasn't the only composer of the time to be smitten by Chopin. Robert Schumann was also a great admirer of his works and of his playing. Schumann wrote to his former theory teacher, quote, He gave me a new ballade in G minor. It seems to me his most inspired work. Besides that, he played a whole number of new etudes, nocturnes, and mazurkas, everything incomparably. Schumann would expand upon this encounter in his magazine, The New Journal for Music. Quote, What an unforgettable sight it was to see him at the piano, like a dreaming seer. And how, as he played, one became identified in one's own mind with his dream. And how he had a nervous habit at the end of each piece of running a finger from one end of the keyboard to the other in a glissando. As if to break the spell. It's important to point out that Liszt and Schumann had very differing views on music. After Beethoven and Schubert, two different camps of compositional style would emerge in the early 19th century. One group included Mendelssohn, Schumann, and eventually Brahms, who would carry the torch of these earlier composers. The other camp featured Berlioz, Liszt, Wagner, and eventually Bruckner and Mahler, who would strike out on a new path, fully embracing chromatic harmonies and programmatic music. It speaks to Chopin's genius that composers from these different and very contentious camps would so admire him. Chopin didn't ascribe to either, instead, putting his own personal stamp on his compositions that reflected his panache as a virtuoso and always his love for his Polish homeland. Let's hear some pieces based on a Polish dance that Chopin would make famous. Here's a performance of Chopin's Three Mazurkas, Opus 59, with pianist Jonathan Biss from April 15, 2009, with Capital Region Classical at Union College.
That was Chopin's Three Mazurkas, Opus 59, performed by Jonathan Biss with Capital Region Classical. Chopin's embrace of such dance forms from his homeland instantly set him apart from his contemporaries. He brought his Polish heritage to Paris, one of the centers of Western culture, and with his genius gained enormous fame because of it. Let's listen to another Polish dance. Here's a performance of Chopin's heroic polonaise in A-flat major, Opus 53, with pianist Rafał Blehasz from April 8, 2018, with Capital Region Classical at Union College.
That was Chopin's Heroic Polonaise in A-flat major, Opus 53, performed by Polish pianist and winner of the 2005 International Chopin Competition, Rafał Blehosz, with Capital Region Classical. If you're enjoying Inside the Music, please consider lending your support to help ensure this and our other programs. To donate, please visit capitalregionclassical.org or text ITM Podcast to 44321. Capital Region Classical is a 501c3 organization, so your donation is fully tax-deductible. This is not to say that Chopin's singularity among his contemporaries was merely due to his use of Polish forms. Each of his works is imbued with his deep passion for his homeland, with technical demands only a virtuoso like Chopin could execute successfully. He would also bring these qualities to the well-established forms of the past, and Chopin's voice is unmistakable throughout his entire catalogue. Let's listen to a scherzo through the eyes of this iconoclast. Here's a performance of Chopin's Scherzo No. 4 in E major, Opus 54, with pianist Emmanuel Axe from April 28, 2004, with Capital Region Classical at Union College. Thank you. 
That was Chopin's Scherzo No. 4 in E major, Opus 54, with pianist Emmanuel Axe with Capital Region Classical. What a brilliant performance by this legendary pianist. While other virtuosi of the time, like Liszt and Clara Schumann, concertized constantly across Europe, Chopin would instead choose to play salon concerts, preferring the more intimate setting. It's hard to imagine that Chopin would only perform in concert halls a scant 30 times in his remaining 18 years. Another reason for this was his general ill health. He was a very slight and frail man. He would spend extended time in bed with various maladies and was loath to travel. Chopin would eventually succumb to these infirmities at the age of 39, well before his time. It's widely disputed about what specifically caused his death. Most diagnoses point to tuberculosis, but he apparently weighed under 99 pounds at his last concert one year prior to his death, despite being 5'7". Let's close the evening with a performance of Chopin's Nocturne in C-sharp minor, Opus 27, number 1, with Emmanuel Axe once again, this time from February 29, 2008, with Capital Region Classical at Union College.
was Emmanuel Axe playing Chopin's Nocturne in C-sharp minor, Opus 27, number 1, with Capital Region Classical. So Chopin was a true iconoclast in the early 19th century, carving his own path during his brief life with compositions illuminated by his Polish heritage and pianistic elegance and virtuosity. His singular approach instantly gained the admiration of his contemporaries, and his impact on classical music remains. Schumann was right. One can only sit back and listen be enchanted by his spell, and perhaps await his glissando to break that spell. And that's our program for this week. Tune in next time when we explore works of another iconoclast, Czech composer Leos Janacek. This is Derek Delaney, Artistic Director of Capital Region Classical, wishing you a good night and a life filled with classical music. Thank you for listening to Inside the Music. If you would like to learn more about this program, you can visit our YouTube channel, CRC Music, where you can view a recent discussion with me and some of our audience members about the program and dive deeper into this repertoire. Inside the Music is produced by Derek Delaney and edited by Tom Laskowski. Funding for the program is provided by the New York State Council on the Arts and listeners like you. If you would like to lend your support, please visit us at capitalregionclassical.org or text ITM podcast to 44321